Welcome back. And we're back. For part two of episode 100. Goddamn. From your favorite <laughs> podcast host. Right? Absolutely. Tell me that right. Yep. Everyone's thinking <laughs> that right now. I fucking hope so. You better be. <laughs> so, yeah, I, if you haven't listened to last week's, fucking stop what you're doing right yeah, now. Go back. Don't do this. No, don't start here. You have to go to part one. Also, if you are brand new, why are you starting here anyway? Go back to the beginning. Yeah, don't start at 100. We didn't realize that we would need to be cutting things into two pieces, but there was too much content and y'all deserve better than a mishmashed <laughs> two-hour episode. Nobody's so. going to sit through a two-hour episode. Right, exactly. Giving people a little break. Exactly. But well, 100 episodes is still pretty fucking badass. It's fucking stellar. And we are grateful that you did come back. So nice to see you again. Hear you. Nope. No. Nope. They're hearing us. You hear us. It's nice for you to hear us again. <laughs> that sounds really fucking weird. It's fine. <laughs> Please enjoy the second half of our listener party ridiculousness. Take it away. We just took a quick little bathroom break. I had to shove a little bit of Caprese in my face because I've drank a lot of Prosecco and haven't eaten enough. But I came back with two amazing friends of ours, Callie and Liz, who we have mentioned both of you on this podcast. Many times. Many times. So welcome, ladies. Hi. I'm going to tell everyone right now, they think they're going to be boring. And I want to tell you right now, no, you're not. Because <laughs> would we be friends with you if you were boring? <laughs> of course not. No. <laughs> so, hi, ladies. What's up, ladies? Thank you for being here. You guys having a good time? <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. And to meet some of your other friends that we know about, like right. we've heard of. Yes, this has been awesome. This mm-hmm. is a cool event that we have going on right now because we have a cross section of people yes. from different parts of our lives, which doesn't happen, well, certainly not in the last couple of years. Yes. But it's fun to see everybody kind of come together. So curious as listeners of the podcast, and we know you haven't listened to every single episode because you're busy moms (laughs) and you have jobs and, you know, all the things. But is there any particular episode or anything you've heard on the podcast that's made you go like, hmm, I have some comments on that. Yeah, you guys are (laughs) fucking wrong. Or I want to tell you something else about it. Or that was an interesting sexual conversation. Let's talk about (laughs) it. What about, I'll just throw a softball at you here. What about the episode, if you won't go down, we won't go out. (laughs) Where we talked about WAP. Yes, Liz, we know. Liz (laughs) is very fortunate to have a very giving husband. We've talked about him before, too. He's our neighborhood husband who helps us with all the things (laughs) and helps her with all the things. Mm-hmm. So congrats to you, Liz. Yeah. Thank you. Way to lock that one down at a real young age. Yeah. Actually, I want to ask you a serious question about that. How old were you when you guys started dating? I was 16. Okay. And Chris was 18. How old were you when you got married? I was 23 and he was 24. I think this is interesting because I would say that you guys have one of the best marriages out of anybody that I know. You have a lot of fun together. I know you guys have a really good sex life. Sorry, Chris, but everyone knows about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's actually kind of unusual to meet at such a young age. 
And Kelly, you're not too shy to this either because you met your husband in college and you guys have a really strong marriage. Yeah. So curious from both of you, having met your husbands at a young age and having a strong marriage now, even through like kids, jobs, all things. What's the secret sauce, ladies? Why do you think it's been so good for so many years? And that's not to say that there haven't been fucking hard times because right. obviously yeah. we're human and we know. But in the right. grand scheme, of right. things both of you are friends that have pretty solid long-term marriages yeah which and we say is boring but isn't that what we all strive for yeah exactly. i'm fucking yeah. ready for some steady <laughs> yeah. stable boring love please you guys say boring <laughs> oh well that's what we're out pursuing right. i think one of the advantages of meeting young is that instead of growing separately you grow together and that is definitely one of the is like, like a bonding thing yes so you go through all your hard times together okay. growing up and not everybody that meets young and grows grows together a lot of people grow apart so i don't think that it's just True. as simple as that so i mean you guys deserve some credit in that yeah. as well that you number one maybe there was just that good of chemistry or whatever it was, but you were able to grow together rather than turning into different people and being like, oh, fuck this. Well, you have to have intention to grow together. Yeah. I would say we had breaks. So I would say for ours, some real raw honesty. Yes, please. Hooked up with other people, pretty open about it. We've just been very open and honest. Mm -hmm. I think that's been a big part of it. Question. Do you ladies feel like you were more committed to the marriage and the relationship after you decided to get married than people typically are nowadays? So I have to say a song, I don't know the country singer, the song Made. And it's that soulmates aren't made, but they are developed. The lyrics are something along that lines. And I feel like that holds truth. Okay. I would say back when we were dating... I didn't necessarily know we got along great, common interest. I kind of thought I needed something else, which is why we broke up for like seven or eight months. Okay. We traveled, backpacked in Europe, not officially together. But you guys fucked in Europe though, yeah. right? Okay. Like, of course. You <laughs> <laughs> don't go backpacking in Europe together and not fuck. But I feel like coming back and dating other people and thinking of the things that you would want, you know, the grass is always greener. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that we had is so simple. Like, what we have is so, like, that song. I mean... So are you saying that you don't think there's just one person out there for everyone? It's who you commit yourself to. Yeah. I agree. I do. I just think... I would say we just have such a simple relationship in a strong way. Yeah. The friendship, the common, like, I still look at him and that's the guy I want to be with. And he feels the same way, even through the craziness of kids right now. Right. Even today, we put in plants and then we sat down on the deck and had a beer. That's like your favorite day. We were saying, oh, I was like, we should take a family vacation. And he's like, you mean a you and me vacation? We should just have a vacation. I'm like, yeah. But we know every night it's like, hey, I see you for a half hour but yeah it's just very you're simple. in the grind right now mm-hmm. but you've got that basis and the same goals and hopes for the future yeah yes. completely yeah. so I have a sex question oh yeah <laughs> that's so, so weird Megan Megan do you always have a sex question <laughs> yes I do 
we know you guys very well because we're all close friends. And so we know that you fuck your husbands, which (laughs) is no small thing because a lot of people don't fuck their husbands. Can we just backtrack that? Because that sounds very one way. And there are a lot of husbands that also don't fuck their wives. Okay. Sorry. Just it's both ways. That's very. Okay. Thank you. Married couples that aren't fucking. Right. Go on. And you guys are fucking. (laughs) And I'm just wondering, like, how do you keep the spark alive? I know you both. I know you both are still attracted to your husbands and you both want it. And you guys have been together for a long time. So how does that work? (laughs) Well, Megan, you know that I'm also like you, a pretty sexual person. Yep. And if I do not get enough sex, then I actually start having sex dreams. Yep. Familiar. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you're like, it's time. I had another sex dream last night. Get in here. Yes. Oh, if I that's start true. Sex Only it's, it's yeah. very hard when you don't have someone to say well, get in here. Right. That's but that's true. If you go long enough without it, you start having sex dreams. But, I mean, yes. it doesn't have to be very long for me. <laughs> Kelly, how about you? Do you have sex dreams if you go? I to... do. Well, yes. Because I would say we definitely don't have sex as often as we would like to. But I would say my sex dreams always are Wade, which then I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a sign. That that's good. It is him. So yes. that must be good, right? Excellent. When you have All a dream, right. a sex dream, yeah. it always includes your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. But what's interesting is okay. we even, over time, mutually are okay with maybe not having sex as much as we would like. There are phases of life, right? Yes. But it doesn't discount how much we're still attracted to each other. There's a lot of like groping, snuggling. I love that. And so I feel like that for us works where it doesn't matter. So Kelly, I know that you have had a lot of close friends go through challenges in their marriages the last couple of years. Do you feel like just you and your husband talking about all of that and all of the drama and sadness and difficulty has kind of made you guys closer, like realize what you are to each other because you're observing your friends go through all this? Yeah, it rocks your world. Yeah. We always, though, jokingly said if one cheated on the other like that, you're like done. Yeah. We would be done. Oh, yeah. You can't get past that. I don't yeah. know. After seeing our friends go through it and the fact that I have not even gotten over it and I wasn't even directly yeah. impacted. You weren't cheated on, but it's still, it's the a breach of trust. But and, I will yeah. say you walk the talk because there have been times where I have wanted you to go on like vacations with me where you knew that it was going to be wild and crazy. Like times where I've tried to get you to go to Mexico and you have said it sounds super fun I'd love to do it, but I don't think it's a good idea for me to put myself in that situation. And for to you. me, that shows like... It's restraint and respect. Right. Yeah. That's good. exactly it. Restraint and respect. Yeah. Because you're a fucking good time. Like, yeah, you both are. Both of you ladies are. <laughs> yeah, and, you are. And you're like, I'm going to have a fucking good time if I'm in that situation. But should I put myself in that situation? <laughs> yeah. Fucking fair. I, I know I, I can flirt. Oh. I know. Yes. Yeah. I know. You know who yourself. I am. Yes. You know. And so does my husband. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we at one point were like joking of who could get more phone numbers on a car. <laughs> like we both were like, you know yeah. what? I yeah. bet that would be a good competition. I know. We're I both know. Hot. You are. I yeah. feel like you'd win. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would. <laughs> but he might be close. Yeah. He's got the quieter, like, cuteness. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like I've evolved. Yeah. I've right. matured. I mean, I remember going out with friends and dancing with some young guy who came to dance with me, and I was like, I could be his mother. Fine. <laughs> single. Sometimes and you know what? that it's still okay. works out. Yeah. I'm proud, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe we should end on the note of reminding everyone who doesn't know about this, because we know about this, but they don't, that for Kelly's 40th birthday party. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say 10 out of the 12 of us threw up, which means it was a really fun night. Cherish uh, saved me. We all went to a drag show, and Megan, as she does, kept buying shots mm-hmm. and martinis. Out of and control. All the things. My favorite thing about that whole story is that we thought we were going to go dancing afterwards and we ended up on the like <laughs> streetcar on Broadway and it didn't move for like 10 minutes. And by the time the 10 minutes was up, we were all like, we're fucking done. Get us out of here. We're going home. My like, favorite we- thing about the whole story <laughs> is that Kelly threw up outside the window of the Uber Oh, and Michelle was like to the Uber driver, well, at least it was on the outside. <laughs> he still didn't like it, but I stand by that statement. He would have been way more pissed if it was on the inside. Okay, well, before you guys go, I have one quick question for you. Knowing that you guys have been in your solid marriages for so long, what is it like for you guys to watch and hear us talk about <laughs> oh the God. dating Our scene shit. and the apps and stuff? Are you guys just like, oh, thank fucking god i'm not in that world or what absolutely thank fucking god i'm not in that world and honestly i find my husband like super attractive so hey you guys both got a good one you did yes i'm happy and content but i wouldn't lie i mean to be able to date new and different is exciting yeah not like i don't find other guys attractive where i'm like oh but what would it be like to date and you don't have to turn that off yeah like you still have eyes you're still a human being i love your honesty yeah yeah i got a question for you well this this is Liz having a question for Kelly. I have recently been looking back at pictures of when our kids were born and Chris still had more hair and like was much younger. My husband's baldish now. He's balding. Balding. But I find him like so much more hot and attractive now than I did back. Like when I look at this picture, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so much hotter now. Do you find that with your husband? Uh, not physically. <laughs> I mean, him as a person, I know that might sound terrible, no, but he, it's very honest. Honest. I feel like, cause I think of fitness and all of that, it's really important to me. So I wish it was the same with him, but him as a person, I think maturity and where we're at is so much better. Well, on record, I love both your husbands. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're both wonderful humans. Liz, I especially appreciate your husband <laughs> installing a Murphy bed in my Maybe. house today in exchange for beer well thank you ladies for being on our podcast and maybe you'll be on a full-blown episode i would love that i know you guys think you don't have anything to say but here's the thing we just fucking sit here and shoot the shit (laughs) like we we normally do you guys have a lot to say absolutely we we throw a topic at you and you guys and you're on it so we can do this thank you for being here with us thank you for supporting and being our friends and loving us and we really appreciate you both and also you ladies are the fucking best so we love you y'all we have justine back here with us Justine was on... It was an early one. It was an they early one. They were asking one. me up there, and I was like, I don't know, like, n- number seven. You were on episode 15 on August 10th, 2020, called Let's Try That Again. Yes. But just yes, so I you was. know, my friends, 
I have had two people tell me that our episode with you is their favorite. Really? I loved it. <laughs> I think it's you. Uh, I think you're definitely. so endearing. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so endearing. I just want to say, and I know we said it back then, and I've told you outside of microphone time many times, but I just, I so appreciate you and Isaac's relationship and how you've worked so hard to be so fucking real with each other and really make a life together. Thank you. It's a big fucking deal. It's not easy. It's not. I see you and I love you both. I'm sorry he's not here with us tonight. He is traveling somewhere, right? He's in Atlanta, Georgia for work tonight. Yes. Atlanta, Georgia. I love your husband. I swear I have told many people everyone needs to find their Isaac. We were just talking about that upstairs. It's true. Tasha was talking about it. Yeah. Was she? She was like, she's a really big fan of your husband. I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. You guys are like a beacon of hope for those of us who have (laughs) had kids and are single now. And it's like, Justine did it. It's got to be guys. It's possible. It's possible. And and not to say that I think shit's perfect, because obviously it's not. I know life better than that. And I know you better than that. But it's just a very, I don't even want to use the word inspirational, because that feels like pedestal-y, you know, but it makes me feel hopeful. Thank you for saying that. I feel proud of us all the time with how hard we work at our relationship and how we can refocus and do what we need to do to stay together and get it done. But that being said, I did tell him to get fucked last night via text. So... And he goes, quote, what? Get fucked? And I was like, don't talk to me anymore. (laughs) I appreciate the realism there. Like I said, I acknowledge nothing's perfect. Right. But the fact that you can say something like that, you have a reaction, you know each other well enough to accept that. Come back from it, move on, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big deal. The fact that you feel safe enough to say get fucked to your (laughs) husband. Yeah. We are brutally honest with each other all the time. And I'm maybe not the nicest and neither is he really, but we always can come back together and like, he knows what I need to hear. Yes. And you have a good basis. Uh huh. We know what the other person needs to hear, whether it's like the, I mean, we're just not going to pussyfoot around anything because Uh, nobody should. No. I've seen what doing that can do, and he's you know what that not does? interested in that either. Divorce. Yeah. That's what pussy footing <laughs> does. It's called divorce. divorce. When you don't talk yeah. about shit. And you know what? The three of us have been there. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. All done with yes, that. Yes, we have. So, okay. Justine, you're a pretty avid listener, and thank you yes. for that. Thank yes. you very much. I'm caught up right now. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. We did skip a week, so. Gave oh, you a did. Extra I time. noticed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Is there any particular episode that really stands out to you that mm. you want to comment on or ask us questions about? <laughs> on the spot. Let me pull it up. I don't remember. While you're thinking about which episode that is, I will say that, and and I've mentioned this earlier with someone else in the room. Now I've had enough Prosecco. I don't remember who it was. But (laughs) one of my favorite things is when people tell us that they talk back to us in the car or wherever they're listening. And you tell me that all the time. I always do I know. I love it so much. It makes me so happy when you're like, I tried to talk to you and you couldn't hear me. So then I'll text you guys. Yes, exactly. Not always because I'm like, this is so after the fact for them now. We still want it. Good to know. Yeah. 
I say stuff out loud all the time or I'm like find myself driving and I'm just grinning ear to ear <laughs> or I'll I belly laugh too. about something you say because it feels to me it feels like I'm in the room with the two of you. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. To me that says that we are as authentic as we're trying to be. Yes, I think you and totally that's, are. That's my whole goal. I don't know about you. Yeah, I definitely want to keep it real and yeah. I don't want to ever like pander or placate and I just want to be honest and it's reassuring to me that when we've recorded an episode and then like a week later or a little less than a week later we're listening to the episode after it's edited to make sure that we're cool with it and it's ready to publish and both of us will say shit in response to the stuff we hear and then we hear ourselves say the same yeah. shit like, oh, on the so- recording and we're like okay we were being real that was an honest response yeah. I just said the same thing that I said in the moment that's awesome okay so do you have an answer to the question well I feel like your biggest episode was your open enrollment episode do you knowing about that live and in action yeah, you as, knew it, was as happening, it was happening yes and then knowing big part of how this came to be was yeah. that and you've I don't want to say finally doing it because it wasn't on yeah. any kind of timeline it's your business to air when you feel like you want to air it it kind of was finally but yeah there was a big one for you, you for both of you to talk about actually so that yeah was a good one. okay are you okay <laughs> that, I'm I'm just having a little emotional, like, uh, grateful reaction to that. Because that was hard. And yeah. I, I really did kick that can down the road for a long time. Mm-hmm. Megan well, was applying some gentle pressure. Yeah, she was. Like, and then she gave up on me. She really did. Not I on did. me, but, like, <laughs> I completely just thought, gave okay, up on me. I'm going right. to stop pressuring her. She doesn't want to do it. It's probably yeah. not ever going to happen. She thought it wasn't going to happen. And then and she surprised me. I needed to be ready. And I don't really know what flipped that switch. And then when it happened, I was fucking ready to dive. And I'm really glad we did it. I felt like it was cathartic. Mm-hmm. I felt like I represented myself well and was honest without being harsh. I hope. I didn't think you were harsh at all. That was my goal. No, so. I think you told a very gentle version of the story, I think. <laughs> well, I would have been you. way harsher. <laughs> What's kind of interesting about thank this you. podcast is that it sort of sets this like artificial timeline. Right? Yeah. Like we were talking to our friend Cherish and her girlfriend Haley earlier. Mm-hmm. And the last time we talked to Cherish on air on an episode yeah. was when she was just coming out of her divorce and had the two kids. And that was a good episode. It was like really raw yeah. about mm-hmm. how she got to where she is and how hard it was to come out and now she's in this happy fulfilling relationship and it's like wow to get from there to that is huge and then I think about Michelle too and like to get yeah from that to where she is now is huge it's amazing what a difference a couple of years can make in someone's life how much shit can happen in so a couple much of years. has changed absolutely well and think of how you're opening up like a lot of vulnerability as far as like judgment too because there's plenty of people that were yep. harsh on you with judgment. Yep. When that was happening. Absolutely. I won't name names, but you oh, know. I, but I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. And you're opening up old wounds and but like, I, but you know, I also all don't that give shit. A shit. Because what does shit. it have to do with them? Nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. It's not about me. But you can't help but feel that judgment in the moment when someone's yeah. throwing it at you. Yeah. And you're already dealing with very complicated, challenging feelings. I lost a friendship put, over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to put a friend's judgment on top of that is very complex yeah. and confusing. For sure. Can I ask, Did was there a reaction or feedback at all from your ex regarding that episode? That is a great question. We haven't talked about that. Uh, no, we have not. And quite frankly, I don't think he's listened to it. Hmm. Does he listen? He has listened. 
The only episodes I know for sure he's listened to were the first two. Well, that's forever ago. Be- yeah. Beyond that, I honestly don't know. We haven't talked about it. He hasn't said he's been listening. I haven't asked him if he's been listening. And frankly, I was at a point where I feel like I'm being respectful. I told my story. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And if he hears it, I- nothing I said was untrue. It's your truth. No. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, there might be parts that he doesn't like. Or is sure. a different person. Or has a different... Sure, which is fair. Yeah. So, well, Justine, any topic you hope that we may talk about in the future? Hmm. Okay, feedback. I wish your episodes were longer. I think some of them are too short. Some of them, we don't have time to do more. Okay. Or we just cut out. So much bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much bullshit. We could leave more bullshit in. I guess. But that could well, also be me because I could talk to you guys forever. So well, I just wanted to always three and a half hour long episodes. <laughs> good with me. Well, you know what? You're in luck. We're at 240 yeah. right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. There definitely are times where we know that like either we have a busy week of editing is going to take whatever. We don't have time or we just did an hour and a half episode last week and we want to do it shorter. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, A good episode I just thought of. Yes. Friendships that grow apart. Okay. Evolve. Interesting you should say that. I just had an idea recently about making friends as adults. Yeah, that's a good one right? too. And so maybe that can sort of tie in. And I'm a little wary of going too deep into the friendships that don't work out. Yes. Because I don't want to... I, I'm really trying to be aware of like the stories I'm telling are my stories, mm-hmm. but who else am I fucking telling their story for yeah, at fair. the same time, right? Mm-hmm. I have had friendships in the last few years that have fallen apart mm-hmm. over various things. We all have, I think. Yes. I know you have. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, a little bit of a scary topic to broach. It does. Because how yeah. do you do that respectfully? So Totally. I think we've talked a little bit about that mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. yeah. Sort of generally. I feel like we have a lot of episode ideas tonight just from talking to people. Yes. I'm going to remember them all when I edit it because I don't remember right now. (laughs) Okay. We just went down a weird rabbit hole that we're not going to keep in. (laughs) Justine, we love you. We love you so fucking much. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. You give me life and I'm so grateful for you. Same. I was just talking, somebody was asking how we met, and I was like, it feels so silly to say because we met on the internet, but it's so much more important and deep and all of that than it well, right. ever And that's forever yeah. ago and divorces yes. ago. And yes. Yeah. We have grown and, and evolved together. Absolutely. In ways that other friendships did not. Yes. Thus the previous conversation. Uh-huh. And I just, I really appreciate you and I'm grateful for you. Same. So I'm glad that we became much closer friends than me we were too. a few years ago. Yeah. It's very important to me. I love you. Really? Both I, of love, you. I love you too. You too, Megan. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. My daughter loves your daughter. Yes. She does. Yes. She yes. does. They're very cute together. I love it. Thank you for joining us again. Giving us a little update. Yes, anytime. I really love our friends. That's we have good true. people. Well, that's Adrian said. Like, we draw good people. Right? I hope that's fucking true. I think it is. I think history has demonstrated that. Our frost is back. Tasha has just walked in. She led with frost. Back in the room with us. Hello, Tasha. Hi. Hi. A lot of people told me that your episode was really fucking funny. Really? People like find you hilarious. Like, people we know. Yeah, we know. cool if like strangers. Like, I agree. Hey. Strangers, <laughs> can you please tell us that we're funny? Cool. <laughs> we would appreciate it. I was really scared to listen and it took me about a week. But what did you yeah, think when you I did? I was scared to hear my own, you know, right. you heard your voice, you're probably yeah, used yeah, to yeah. it now, but like you hear your voice and you're like, 
know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what like, did you think when you did? I liked it. Except the end, I was talking really fast. Cause then We'd had more Prosecco. You talked fast. I mean. But, like, it, I wasn't in the beginning. But then the end, I was like. <laughs> it's like, whoa, I really picked up the pace. So, so what has changed for you since last we spoke? So, we had an interesting encounter whilst Michelle and I went to eat dinner. Yes, we did. It was a Monday. Regular old really Monday. We on Mondays very often. <laughs> but we did that night. Normally, I'm recording on Mondays, but Megan was out of town. The I'm Final so Four was on. Shocking. We were watching that. And I was complaining that I needed to move. I was going over the scenarios of which and why I need to move. A lot was based on dating. Because it's so hard to meet people in Seattle. Still could be true. And I said, I just want someone to come up to me in real life and ask me. Mm, That's a tall order. And did that happen? And that happened. Wait, can we please? Fuck off. I'm just kidding. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Also, can we tell everybody why that happened? It's like vibrating over here. I'm so happy. I couldn't remember why he came over and I really wasn't sure. So I re-asked her recently. Yeah. she said, we were at a bar top, so long bar top. There was some dudes to our right. I guess this person waved down the bar top to to some some other dudes to our left. Okay. Yes. He did a whole like reach down the bar and wave at definitely not us. (laughs) And what I did was, hi. Oh my God. And like leaned over and waved at him. And then I was like, oh, not me? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I knew it wasn't me. Obviously, that's not me. And what's I don't remember right that. here. I Why? did that. Maybe Why I wasn't would paying it attention. not be you? Why is it obviously not you? He I was waving know. at other people oh, God. on the other side of us. And it was very clear he knew those people. And okay. I was just being a dumbass. And okay. I was like, oh, but hi. Let's, You're being so. Hello. Got it. Right. Okay. So that is my new advice for anyone who thinks <laughs> that you can't meet anybody <laughs> is to go ahead and be dumb and just start waving. <laughs> I mean, I can't um, wait. I'm sure it's going to work great. <laughs> so I mean, I guess I insulted him after that. A little bit. Liked, oh, secretly. Okay. It seemed in the moment like he didn't like it, but then he came back and talked to us more. So maybe he was intrigued. I didn't think that I was insulting, but so she where, was like, where have like things that. gone like that. since that meetup? Yeah. So he asked me out like an adult, which is nice. Love Amazing. Yeah. It was just very it. surprising, but a nice surprise since I was specifically complaining about that right before he came over or she coaxed him over. <laughs> Whichever. You're welcome. I don't know. You know what? He obviously has some balls. And so he was probably like, I don't really need an invitation, but there one is. So I'm going to go over. confused by me. Like, can I ask you out? And I was like, yes, please. Sure. That'd be great. It's like a total meet cute. I was a little confused too. All it takes for a meet cute is your dumb friend waving, yelling down a bar. So that's a good wing moment. Everyone take note. Good job, Michelle. (laughs) Thanks. I try. We've went out a couple times subsequently. He seems like a good dude. As far as I know, at this juncture. You can never know somebody early on. You have to take time to get to know But right. fucking A, you met but him he, in real life. In real life, and he seems like a good it was person. It very nice to have okay. that yeah. scenario right. take place That's in that way. That's in amazing. In normal cadence. Not to switch gears. Hey, but, what? <laughs> but I am going to switch gears. Okay. Tasha, your episode was called A Long Mangle. <laughs> episode 80. That's right. If you'd like to reference that. That's I right. tell more. Go back and listen. <laughs> there was a gent mm. that you discussed meeting at Green Lake who you thought was a child mm. until he introduced himself. <laughs> Subsequently. I just couldn't find him because there was only children around. <laughs> he was the actual man. And I was like, why is a little like kid a coming over to me smiling? I saw um, him on a dating app. 
Me too. And I actually thought he was very attractive and he was definitely misrepresenting his height. I think he and I like chatted a little or something. And then you sent a screenshot like a couple days later and was like, oh, hey, this is the guy I was talking about on my episode. And I was like, fuck off. I just talked to that guy. Well, he's the one that you were he's like, He's the one that I'm said, sorry. do you just want to hook yeah, up? Do you yeah. Just, and you were like, I'm not into that right now. He's like, cool, bye. Actually, what I said was, I totally respect that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you being upfront about it. And I've been there, but I'm not there right now. Yeah. So thanks. And then he like unmatched. But yeah, he definitely Respect, misrepresented himself. So anyway, love a long mingle and the guy that was bajiggity. Which, by the way, I love that you said that because it reminds me of the sweetest thing every time. (laughs) I guess the only other question I have for you is, what is your favorite episode? Mm. I really liked the one with your brother. Which one? About Uh, giving cats a bath or about kinky shit? That one. (laughs) I was (laughs) walking around Greenlink, as I do frequently when I'm listening to this, and I just kept laughing and I was like saying things sometimes and I'm like, oh, you guys don't know that this is about- The people passing you don't know what's what's happening. happening here. Is that the one where we talked about the guy's dick being sliced off? Yes. Yeah. Don't do that without a trigger warning. Sorry. I was like, what? And so people are like, what? I'm like, oh no, it's a- Slice scenario. It's not something. Oh my god! You or your mom want to know? I want to just say real quick that how many families are there that someone could interview their brother and that's the conversation? Uh, Not in my family. No, not your family. It's pretty special. Well, Tasha can't wait to hear the follow up about the in real life meet and greet. Yeah, to be continued. Thank you for talking to us again. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being my friend. Thanks for being a (laughs) friend. That's right. And for coining that phrase. That's and right. I have a little gift that was delayed. Oh. Everyone upstairs is very excited about it. Oh. But it did not come today. And okay. I it well, it's going to be here yesterday. You know where to find me. But I had this random idea, and you can find anything on the internet. So you can. Oh. That you can. Fabulous. I do have that a little coming. teaser. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, my friend. We love you. Okay. Um, I have moved to a different couch. This is interesting. Because I'm now going to be interviewed. We're flipping the script with here. someone. Normally, Michelle and I are doing this together. But right now, I am a solo host interviewing <laughs> Michelle and her boyfriend, Michael. Am I saying that correctly? You are saying that yes, correctly. Yes. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad because that's what I would like it to be. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. That's you. what it is. Yeah. Okay, Michelle and I have spent basically 90 some episodes talking about how fucking hard it is to date in yeah. Seattle and how hard it is to find our person and all the things that we've been through. And lately, all of a sudden, it seems like maybe. Michelle has found her person. Okay. I like that. (laughs) You like that? And his name is Michael, and he's here, and he's going to talk to us. So, hello, Michael. Uh, Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Glad to be here. Okay. Everybody that listens to this knows Michelle, loves Michelle. So, you guys need to break it down. Like, how did you meet? Um, Weirdly, on an app. (laughs) That's so strange. I know. It never happens. Uh, Which app? Okay, okay. Okay, Cupid. Yeah. And we had a little, like, disagreement about the beginning of that. So, there's no disagreement about it. There was a a statement of fact that happened. Okay. Okay, somebody told me. And so, 
basically, I messaged Michelle. Mm -hmm. She caught my eye. And I was just like, hey, I think that you're a beautiful person. And I think I said something like you had kind eyes and depth in your picture. Yes, you did. And I would be happy to talk to you when you have time. Yep. But I think I said it in a way that, like, you need to talk to me versus me being like, I hope you talk to me. Yeah, it was like, let me know when you want to talk. Yes, let me know when you want. Exactly. I felt like It's on you. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, if you want to talk to me, you need to talk to me. Otherwise, you're not going to talk to me at all. And so, then she's like, hey, how's it going? I was like, uh... Great. Thank you for talking to me. I appreciate it. (laughs) And then we had good conversation back and forth. And we exchanged phone numbers. We did, which everyone who listens to this knows I don't do. I was going to say. For the record, too, it was not something that I suggested. She's the one that said it first. (laughs) Michelle loves to set boundaries and then cross them. That's right. (laughs) I maintain that I have a certain set of boundaries about my life. And then if I feel really good about a particular situation, then maybe those rules are a little different. Yes. And so... When we were doing our initial chat on OkCupid or whatnot, I'm like, what are you looking for? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, I want you to be honest. And she listed a plethora of things. I did. And I <laughs> literally did? asked her, I'm like, is that it? Because I check all of those boxes. Okay. I like it. I like it. it does. And so it was great because I was like, okay, that's fine. And she's like, yeah. She's like, okay, here's my number. Let's text. I was like, oh, okay. Let's do this. I feel okay. good about that. Right? Okay. And so we ended up texting like the next day, I want to say it was, Mm -hmm. and we had this good uh, dialogue and it was like a five hour text string that happened there. We didn't talk on the phone, which is is, (laughs) typically if I mention someone, I want to talk to them on the phone to make sure they're not, you know, catfishing me or some, you know, bullshit because that happens all the time. Sure. It's sadly common. But I'm just like, you know what? You had multiple pictures, so I felt as if you were a real person. I am a real yeah, person. Exactly. And so I was just like, all right, I'm like, let's text and see what happens. And so we had this great text exchange. It was great. It lasted a long time. And I was like, okay, fantastic. And then I didn't hear from her for like four or five days. And I was just like, okay, well, you know. So he unmatched me. Yeah. Okay. And then I was here and I said to you, and I was like, I'm not letting this motherfucker just disappear with nothing. Because from my side... I think that having done the dating app thing for a long time, I have felt like I am someone who wants to communicate a lot. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot for some people. Mm -hmm. Right. And you are someone who we're on the same level about that. Mm -hmm. But most guys would be like, why is she messaging me so much on day two? That's weird. Or like, what does she want? It's too much. Whatever it is. And so, again, you always say it's the lie you tell yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's the thing that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Is to, like, it's the weekend, I'm going to do my thing, they're going to do their thing, I'm not going to make a big, like, we have to talk every day and all the time, mm-hmm. because that made me feel like I was being needy, mm-hmm. and so I didn't, but then you didn't also, and then he was like, she doesn't want to talk to me, so bye. It's funny. It's I think that's really reminiscent of what happens a lot on the apps, right? Is that it's different than an in real life meetup where Mm -hmm. you can sort of feel that chemistry and connection. Whereas on the apps, it's very common to have a like quick interaction and then people like move on for various reasons. 
So in order to capture someone's attention and keep it, you have to communicate more frequently. And if you don't, then you just sort of assume like, eh, you know, it's right. like flighty and the person's moved on. So. They're not into it. They have other things going on, right. whatever. They're busy. So Yeah. And so from man's perspective, mm-hmm. we had this awesome conversation. I was digging her and I felt like she was digging me. But then I don't hear from her for like four days. I'm just like, well, obviously I was a person that interests you for a Thursday, but I wasn't like... <laughs> it was a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not the first person that did that to me. So right. I'm just like, okay. And We've all been were, down that road. Yeah, yeah. And you were assigning an intention there that yeah. wasn't true, but yeah. based on your experience. Correct. Same, exactly. Same thing. Exactly. So yeah. that was the story that I told myself. Right. Is that she wasn't interested. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Whatever. And so uh, unmatched. Yeah. Me. So I unmatched him. Like, that's fine. Again, as you are into <laughs> the game, you're just like, all right, we just have to go through the process. Right. And some people are going to be great. Some people are not going to be great. And you kind of go through. Until it's you... a numbers game, right? Well, it is a numbers Unfortunately. game. But well... for me, it is a qualifier, right? And so at some point, people care about you enough to say something. And so... When she reached out again afterwards, she's like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about this. I was like, oh, that's weird because I thought you didn't give a fuck. But okay, now you're interested nice. again. And then, of course. I'm interested still. As a guy would say, it's like, <laughs> okay, well, obviously something didn't work out. No. I'm like, so I'm the fallback person. So I'm no. like, whatever. I'll meet up with you and see how mm-hmm. it goes. So we're going to go out on a date. And I give her the option of going to Purple Cafe or Poquitos. Both are wonderful. Yes. Well, I heard about the Poquito State and I heard it was What really did you good. hear about Poquito State? Well, I think I heard from her on the date. Probably while you were in the bathroom. Yeah. I was texting her. That sounds about right. It was, yeah, it was all super positive, I will tell you that. Good. What did you think when Michelle told you that she was a podcast host? I didn't tell him right away. Yeah. See, I have it like right on my she, dating yeah, app. Yeah, she tells people out the gate. But yeah. it was it was a few dates in, at least. Yeah, it was a couple of dates in. But it was something I was just like, oh, I'm proud that you're ambitious and you do oh. the good things. So that was something that Thank that's you. exactly how I took it. We get a variety of, I mean, the two of us. Like, I have had some people immediately say, I'm not interested in moving forward because they just assume they will be fodder, fodder for the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, it is something I do every week. So if you're already insecure about it and you don't know anything about it, then <laughs> it's going to be maybe a it, Well, maybe it is good for you to just move on, you know? <laughs> so... You have listened to a lot of fucking episodes in a short amount of time. I'm very impressed. First of all, short amount of time is subjective. In what amount of time? I don't know, like two months? Okay. So okay. you think about 60 days, it's a lot of fucking time. There was a trip to Las Vegas where there was a plane in lots of okay. time. Okay. I feel like you're trying to reduce credit to you and I'm still going to give you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what you thought of the podcast when you first started listening to it. And then also if there's any particular episodes that have stood out to you. Great question. The thing that I told Michelle when I was listening in the beginning was that I appreciate that the words match up with what she told me of what I heard on the podcast. Yeah. And so I started with the highs and the hoes, I want to say it was. (laughs) Kind of worked my way backwards. And I actually like the Daddy Issues one. I think that was my favorite because it had a lot of depth to it. And I appreciated the different things and why people felt as if they had connections with dad issues and the Sigmund Freud, all that yeah. Mm-hmm. That one was something that a guy could relate to. Okay. So, okay. So you guys have been together for a couple months now. Almost three. Getting more and more serious. Mm-hmm. Meeting friends, meeting family. And we got plans on plans on plans. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are an interracial couple. How does that impact you guys or not at all? Um, It has not impacted me yet. Yeah. I don't know what's coming. 
Um, I assume that there will be people who don't like that, right? You're so naive. I know. <laughs> I that's the thing is I don't fucking know. So I will give you examples that you have okay. probably no idea about. I I don't. <laughs> So, on Tuesday, I help out with a place, and we had a launch party. And there is several African-American people that were there because it is a Black-owned business. Okay. Right? And so, she got lots of looks. I don't know that you even understood that you were getting looks at all. Who, me? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But... I have been aware of this my whole life. Of course. Because I'm a black person. Because you had to be. And so I always have a radar to racism, if you will, right? Yeah. Just because it's just part of my everyday life. And sometimes you dial it down. Sometimes you dial it up. Sometimes you're like, I wish somebody would say something. Sometimes you're like, eh, well, I'm not in the right position. So anyway, going into that and seeing how our interaction was... I definitely saw some black people just like, what is this Negro doing with this chick? (laughs) And she was into me and I was into her. And then you could see the jealousy and resentment that was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she's oblivious. I didn't notice. She's like, I'm happy because I'm with Michael. That's right. Things are great. I'm like, yeah, I know. You had no idea. I had no idea. I know, I know. But it's something that I am aware of and I'm comfortable with it because this is a special person who I care about deeply and I have positive intentions of being with her for indefinite amount of time. So it's just a thing that you deal with and you learn to accept and be like, eh, that's just, that's your issue, not my issue. So you don't feel like you have to answer to that? You don't feel like you have to explain? Okay. Why do I have to explain to somebody for their insecurities? I don't know. It's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. Because I am a confident, strong black man and I don't have to answer for somebody feeling inadequate for themselves. Okay. I guess I would say it doesn't surprise me too much that you're feeling it more than she is. Yeah. But... It doesn't surprise me either, even though I'm like now trying to think back and be like, wait, what? What did I miss? (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't fucking know. No, I know. You're oblivious. Because you haven't had to... Absolutely. ...think about those kinds of things. No. And so you were oblivious. I have not had to. What about, I know you guys have obviously met each other's friends. Mm -hmm. I know that Michelle's very extroverted. How would you describe yourself? An ambivert, maybe? Are you? So in my day job, I'm a professional person. And so I have to talk to lots of people and I have to give talks. And I have no problem talking in front of a crowd. Hence me being okay with being on a podcast. (laughs) Um, At certain points in my personal life, when I can shut down and just be in my bubble and I'm happy to sit on my couch with my dog and drink wine and watch a movie. Uh, So that's just the thing that I'm totally comfortable with. I have been able to depending on my audience, navigate what works best for me and my comfort level mm-hmm. and communicate enough with my partner to say, hey, this is a thing that I'm comfortable with and thing I'm not comfortable with. So communication is huge. Yes. We always talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I mean, it's me. So yeah, you know me. Yeah. I want to talk about all the things all the time. Over communicated yes. um, what you are. Yes. <laughs> However, I feel like you've been receptive to that. Yeah, far. I am an over communicator as well. You are. And I share way too much. But uh, that's what you signed up for. I don't want there to be a surprise. No, I appreciate that. And I I think that there's a good balance because you are outgoing and social enough that there's no worry about like, I'm bringing you to this fucking listener party. (laughs) Here we are. And then I'm going to be in a room for three hours and you're like the one pouring wine To be clear, you weren't uh, bringing him per se. He helped throw it, essentially. That's absolutely true. You have helped us so much today do all of this stuff. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, 
We're partners. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't worry. I know that you're an introvert and that's the recharging you need is the solo time, Mm -hmm. but you're also not shy. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about you out there with people you don't know. You're just, you can talk to them. You can do that thing. Uh, Um, I always like to tell everybody that I'm a charming motherfucker. You are a charming motherfucker. uh, People like me want to be my friend. Agreed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think what you're saying is you balance each other out. It seems like it. There's a good yin and yang that we have going on, which which is something that I recognize and I appreciate. Yeah. Balance is important. One of the things that we actually talked about yesterday, I used this analogy and she was funny, is I say (laughs) that I am a picture frame and she is a picture. And so we compliment Mm -hmm. each other very, very well. We were a little high at the time and it was like the sweetest thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. Did you cry? (laughs) No. Did I? Yeah, you did. Fucking knew it. Yeah. Did Did I really? I don't remember that. Of course not. Well, I've just met Michael, so I'm getting to know him. Yeah. After seeing Michelle go through everything she's gone through, meeting her when she was married and then going through open enrollment and then going through a divorce and everything, and then seeing her like dating and other serious relationships, I will say that I have not personally seen her in a relationship that I feel like has developed in such a natural, healthy manner. And she seems very happy, but realistically content. Knowing you, your mind can yes. like be off to the races yes, about things. Can. Maybe that is potentially happening, but what's happening from a day to day, what's coming out of your mouth to me is very authentic and positive. And to me, she seems really happy and what she's been looking for for years feels like finally captured so i'm excited for you guys and i hope it continues on this positive streak told you we got plans on plans on plans and i guess i'll have to just continue to provide the dating app fodder (laughs) absolutely (laughs) which you know i just told michelle the other day get michael's opinion on this yeah okay so i matched with a guy on tinder oh yeah this was night before last when did i pull you i think it was the night before last he messages me and he says wow looks like we're pretty close to each other so look at his profile on tinder which is i mean checkbox number one for me so first of all if you're in a radius and that's great exactly it says that we are less than a mile away from each other so i reply and i said wow i guess so and then i said bonus and he's like yeah maybe it is or something like that and then i said well where do you live and then i said approximately i'm not a stalker so he told me where he lives it's fairly close and i said oh okay well this is where i live and he said yeah we are really close And I said, but your profile indicates that you live in California. Like, I think it's a Napa Valley, which I was like, I'm on board with that. No problem I said, it looks like you live in California half the year. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm down there frequently for work, but Seattle is home. And I said, well, that's great. And I said, well, what do you do for a living? And he unmatched me. What do you do for a living? What the fuck? Goodbye. I know. I'm just like, I don't, I... Okay, please. Oh, wait, Michael, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, Michael. Yes, you tell so, us. So uh, I'll tell you from the male perspective. Yes. Is that somebody who is established in their life that has a house, that has a car, that has kids, is that that is the first fucking question that I ask everybody. Right? What do you is do? That, what do you do for a living? And if yeah. they can answer that question in a suitable fashion that satisfies me, 
then bye. So and so, what you did was actually allowed yourself to not get involved with somebody that's shady. Oh, so he didn't have a good answer for that question, yeah. and he was like, "Oh shit, bye." Because okay. every single time that anybody asks me that question, I'm happy to tell yeah, you all sure. of my accomplishments. If you're afraid okay. of what you do, then you hide it. Right. Okay. Or you're married. <laughs> Oh my god, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're probably fucking right. Here's what I'll say, is regardless of what the reason is, none of it is about you. Yeah, and nothing to do with you. No. I guarantee you 100% nothing to do with you. I haven't been on Tinder in like a month, because I've been so busy traveling with work and all this stuff. And then I was like, eh, okay, whatever, I'll dial it back up. First person I talk to, this is what happens. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's not a great start out of the gate again. I mean, it sucks, but you know well enough to know that that kind of ghosting, I mean, you can't even call it ghosting at that point, but that kind of like departure, Mm -hmm. it's not about anything you said or did. That's a person who, who fucking knows? He has a wife and got scared. He mm-hmm. doesn't have a job and didn't want to tell you. Mm-hmm. He thought he was ready to date and he's not. There's so many possibilities, right. none of which have anything to do with it. It wasn't even necessarily like I was so heartbroken about this one individual. I didn't fucking know him. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, but it was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll get back on the app. And then that's the first interaction. And I'm like, gee, I've missed this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. So... I'm going to say two things. Number one is that when somebody clearly doesn't tell you what they do, that means there's something that they're trying to hide. Okay. Which is never a good sign, which is never any way to enter in any type of a relationship, a friendship, uh, friends with benefits or anything. Okay. That is not the way that you should actually approach anything. Yes. Right? Number two is... The fact that they unmatched you and didn't want to talk to you means that they have self-confidence issues because if you actually knew who they were, they think that you would like them. And that's not your issue either. Refer back to episode, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it's about everybody else that are trying to figure out. And, you know, I have a friend that is on apps and all the time. And sometimes he has the idea of what he wants to do, but then he matches with somebody. He's like... I can't. And so it's not about the other person. It's about them wanting to have some attention and feeling as if that I'm good enough that somebody can actually match with me. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's it's not so much about whether you're an actual match because what, what the fuck is matching anyway? Because 90% of your fucking matches don't give a fuck about you. And that's the yep. harsh reality that's of the true. situation. That's true. Well, I think you're right. You guys have been doing this for a long time. I've been on dating apps for mm, seven years. On She's and off. got you beat. Ten. Right? Seven yeah. years on and off. And you know, just because somebody matches, which is just like, ooh, somebody likes me. It's like, They maybe, want attention from yeah. it. It's a lot more exciting in the beginning when you think yeah. that every match is going to lead to like... Yeah. Well, this is why it's hard to be in my head. Because yeah. I matched with somebody and I was like, ooh, what could this be? Yeah. And my imagination. Well, you're you're a me, dreamer for sure. You're, you're yeah. one of seven that day. I know. And That's hard on a person like me who's like, this could be special. Yeah, exactly. And I'm nothing. <laughs> and so this is, and I know. Not to sound arrogant or whatnot, but I match with people a lot. I bet. Right? You're fucking hot. And so it's never about whether I can match with somebody. That's not a thing for me. It's about whether I can have a week of conversation. Mm-hmm. I can have a day of conversation. I can have two days of conversation. But something that lasts like a week that I mean, know that somebody's genuinely interested. That's why I got unmatched. 100% I, I why you got unmatched. a busy weekend and I didn't. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. 
I'm, glad, so, I'm but, glad I reached back out. Yeah, exactly. But it's like one of those things. But I'm different from most people at the same point. You too, are. Because I'm not trying to look to hook up or anything like that. Yeah. I'm looking for something more sustainable, something more long term. I'm in my mid 40s. So it's like, uh, like I've been there, done that. And you can have sex with whoever you want to. It's, yeah. it's never a question about can you have sex with somebody. It's can you have a, a sexual encounter or in a relationship with somebody that means something. That matters more the older you get. But yeah, like matching isn't hard. You can match with anybody, but it's whether that depth of the match means something. And if they're willing to put in time and where they're willing to get to know you and where they actually give a shit about yourself, your kids, your cares, your loves, your concerns. Like they want to know, how do you take your coffee? You know what I mean? Like that shit makes a difference. And if somebody's willing to know that about you, that means they give a shit. But if somebody's like, hey, I'm going to have a drink, then fuck you. I can have a drink (laughs) with anybody. What do you really want to know about me? That was too much, wasn't it? No. No, Michelle's it's, eating it up over I, there. I'm making gestures to her. I'm like, see, you know me. You <laughs> see, the, right? Anyone who listens to this knows that I want to like get deep conversation with people right away. I mean, it took a week for you to know that that's the kind of conversation I wanted. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're willing to do that and be vulnerable and talk about anything, mm-hmm. that's Fucking huge for me. Seems like you guys check a lot of boxes for each other. Absolutely. As I told you, is that <laughs> therapy has helped me out a whole bunch. Me too. And the weird thing <laughs> is, therapy is, I stopped therapy bomb. for a while. And recently I started therapy again because I'm in a new relationship. And I'm like, I need to make sure I don't fuck this up. <laughs> and so that was an important thing for me. And for a guy and being in a new relationship, as you tell yourself all these wonderful things or whatnot, but then I am similar to Michelle. So I'm in my head a lot. Yeah. I'm an overthinker. Me too. But I know that about myself, right? And so because I'm an overthinker, I just need to make sure that I have a conscious reality of what I see in our relationship at the same point. I don't project because that's the thing that I do. It's funny because like even today going into this particular thing is that you're doing your hundredth episode. I'm insignificant and I mean nothing to both of you, right? Oh my God. What? That's not true. Well, excuse me. If you, if you think about it in the grand mm. scheme of all of your episodes, I mean nothing, right? But, uh, are- but at the same point, I genuinely cared about making sure that your friends were taken care of. Yeah, right? I appreciate that so much. And so I wanted to make sure that you had a successful event. That's who I am, is that I'm a caring person and I want to make sure that my people are taken care of and supported. And while I am new into this situation, I think it's important to make sure that just because I'm new doesn't mean that I can't love, care, and support for you guys in your endeavors. Less than a week ago, we were sitting in my dining room and he said to me that he wanted his actions to match his words. And I was like, I don't think anyone's ever said anything sexier to me than that. That's the biggest fucking thing. That's big. Yeah. All right, well... We gotta wrap this shit up because yeah. it's three and a half hours of recording? Uh, three hours and 41 minutes For this fuck's point. sake. This has been a very fucking long episode. We are so grateful for everyone listening for two years, almost. That's crazy to me that it's been two years. And we're gonna keep on going. So... If you have any ideas about episode topics or you want to be at the next listener party or whatever it is, get involved. Message us on uh, Instagram at Prosecco Theory or email us at cheers at prosecotheory.com. Go buy our fucking merch that I'm wearing right now at tpublic.com. I'm sorry. I'm dying with this picture. (laughs) You're welcome. I took that one. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I was just showing a photo of me 
shoving the chocolate mousse cake with the hundred on it into Megan's mouth like it's at our fucking wedding. Yes. That is going on the Prosecco Theory Instagram. You know you want to see that. I just said it. It's at Prosecco Theory oh on God. Instagram. We're going to... Oh, there's more. That was the best. <laughs> Megan, I love you. I love Thank you. you for doing this with me for 100 fucking episodes. It's crazy. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.